Hello, this is Patty Davis. I'm a psychic medium and intuitive, and I'm coming to you from Humboldt County, which is in Northern California, where the redwood trees meet the ocean. Aloha, my name is Jude Lynch, and I am a psychic intuitive energy healer, hailing from the island of Kauai, the garden island of the Hawaiian island chains. Welcome to Spirit Speakers Podcast, where we meet to discuss a variety of topics from two different psychic vantage points. Aloha, this is Jude, and today Patty and I are going to be talking to you about densities and dimensions. Now, we use these words to describe varying states of frequency, and depending on what density or dimension we're in, we will have a different experience. Now, this is a very vast and complex and challenging topic to discuss. Part of the reason why is most of what we're trying to describe to you exists beyond our normal everyday perceptions. And there are many schools of thought as far as how many levels, how many dimensions, and depending on what you've heard, there might be different scaling systems, ways of measuring and or defining what dimension or density you're experiencing. And because this is such a broad topic, Patty and I likely differ on some of our viewpoints when it comes to this topic, but it'll be interesting to see how this conversation unfolds and where we align and where we might really see things differently. So I'll just start out by saying that when it comes to the terms density and dimensions, I see them as two separate things. I see density as, simply put, a state of consciousness. I perceive dimensions to be actual places or locations that have its own set of rules or that has its own specific unique quality that makes it that dimension. Sort of like how we can go visit a different country with a different culture and if we're on the Western Hemisphere, or Eastern Hemisphere, we can look around us and kind of have a generalized sense of where we are. I see dimensions as being very similar to this. Patty, before we start, do you have any specific variance between how you see dimensions and densities? Hi, Jude. This is an interesting topic. I don't see them differently. And I don't see the dimensions as a space. To me, I feel like we are such linear beings that we need some type of linear guidance or some type of map that has a little more of a linear essence to it to help us understand what it is we are looking at and to help us have a better understanding. I personally believe that if we're you know, talking about third, fourth, fifth, that the veil is very thin between those and that we have access to those at all times and that we do kind of pop in and out from the third into the fourth during meditation, out-of-body experiences, astral traveling, et cetera. And that what we're looking for, what we're talking about when we're talking about the planet shifting is that we're shifting into more of that conscious state of the fourth dimension or the fifth dimension rather than it being a separate space. I guess that I kind of see the densities and the dimensions as one, and I don't see either of them as a specific place, more of a, a consciousness that we can tap in and out of. Okay. I would have to agree with that, except now I'm curious, do you perceive some of the spirits that you communicate with as existing in another world? Or are they just in a different state of consciousness? You know, this, this stuff's so hard to talk about. 
it, you know, it's just so confusing. It's so hard to wrap our minds around it. I don't really see things in different worlds. I see it all as different states of consciousness. Okay. I guess. That's fair enough. Um, I see it a little differently, but so this is what's interesting about you and I will both share our points of view and leave the audience up to like deciding what resonates with them. Okay. So then why don't you dive into it first, Patty? Like how do you see dimensions and density? Okay. So getting back to the basics here, some esoteric beliefs are that there are seven dimensions. Some are that there are 10, some are 12, some are hundred, some are thousands. So there's a lot of information out there with varying opinions on the dimensions. So we are going to talk about one through five and maybe just mention six and seven today. But the first dimension is it's just an existence. There's no sense of identity. You just are. It just is something that is like a drawn line. And then the second dimension would be um, more of some of the lower animals, like those that just exist to eat and procreate that don't really have much of a sense of identity or self. And then the third dimension is a physical plane that we all live in. And this is where animals live. This is where people are, higher animals. This is, you know, the concept of past, present, and future and time. It's the space of physicality, of cause and effect. And then we move into the fourth dimension, and that's a higher human dimension that is a little more fluid. We're still dealing with time and space in the fourth dimension, but we get to create new realities and new experiences. So some people call the fourth dimension the astral plane. It's the next level beyond the physical level as we move up into a little bit of a higher spiritual level. It's moving into the magic world. And we can access the fourth dimension during meditation, out-of-body experiences, lucid dreaming. It is a place where we get to drop some of the effort of the third dimensional space. And the third dimension, we are efforting to live in this world. It's a physical reality of consciousness, thought, emotion, effort, and then we manifest. When we move into the fourth dimension, we get to lose and drop some of the efforting to where we get to just live in truth and we get to manifest things a lot quicker. We still deal with emotions, but it's thought, emotion, and then manifesting. So a lot of people are talking about us moving from the third dimension into the fifth dimension. I kind of think that's kind of a long stretch because when we move into the fifth dimension, that's where we drop all aspects of time. For a being to be incarnated into this third dimension, we came into experience the physicality and the limitations of the third dimension. And a lot of us here right now are here to experience the shift, I believe, from the third into the fourth. But then as we move into the fifth, that's where gods and goddesses reside, ETs. There's much quicker manifestation. That's where we get to drop some of our emotional attachments and we can just go from thought into immediate manifestation. So it's like instant manifestation there. So that is kind of how I see the differences between the third, fourth, and fifth. And then when we move up beyond that into the sixth and seventh, that's where we move into timelessness, spirit manifesting, creator, God, goddess, source, energy. Those are those higher dimensions. So what I believe in is that, like I said, we can have experiences right now in this third dimension that take us into the fourth dimension. We can have experiences where we pop for a few seconds or a few minutes or an hour in meditation into the fifth dimension. But right now we are 
in a space where we are experiencing much more of the fourth dimension, or a lot of us are, and the more we do our work there and the more we experience the fourth dimension, the easier it will be for us to leave some of the third dimensional consciousness behind and we'll live in more of a fourth dimensional space. And as we move up in the dimensions, they become much of a higher, lighter, more refined frequency, and we move more into the state of oneness and wholeness and completeness and that balance between the spiritual and the physical. That's a lot, Jude. <laughs> what do you think of that? You sound like an expert. Um, no, it's a very complex topic. And as you said earlier, there are many schools of thought. And I have heard of, you know, six dimensions, 10 dimensions, 12 dimensions, infinite dimensions. And all of it on a level resonates with me and some of it resonates with me a, a little bit more just because of my personal experiences. So I am totally with you in everything that you said. I'm going to share a little bit about like how I see it, but I'm going to use the word density when I describe this rather than dimensions because I see it more as like a state of consciousness, which is kind of how you were describing all of that. One of the ways I've heard it described, and I'm just sharing this one specifically because I really resonated with it, but like we said, there's many of them out there. You could do endless research and find so many different points of view when it comes to how people categorize or compartmentalize each individual density or dimension. So one of the ways that I heard it, which is very similar to the way Patty said it, was let's start with first density. Now, first density in terms of states of consciousness are elementals. So earth, fire, water, air. These are very pure, very simplistic states of consciousness. They simply exist. And it is from that first density consciousness of these elementals where life is created. And once these elementals more or less mix together, it creates life and it starts with microbials and plants and simplistic animals, insects. And this state of consciousness are life forms that they have awareness of a reality around them, but they themselves don't necessarily have a strong form of self-awareness. So that would be second density. Moving up, we're going into third density, which is where most people exist is in third density. And this is when we bring the ego in. And this is that I am aspect. This is that part of the consciousness that is aware of themselves, that they understand that they exist. And these forms of consciousness have the ability to choose, choose from good or bad, positive or negative, light or dark, selflessness or selfishness and respond to other people's consciousness. So this is where pretty much everybody on earth is existing at this point, though some of us might be reaching into fourth and fifth density, which I'll continue to explain in a moment. I just wanted to say that there are some animals, just because I'm sure some of you are thinking this, there are some animals that do exist in that third density consciousness, like primates, maybe dolphins or dogs or horses, elephants, very intelligent animals would be hovering somewhere in that lower third density, higher second density consciousness. Now we go into fourth density. Fourth density would be when 
we lose a sense of ego and we become part of the whole, the universal consciousness, the one mind consciousness, that feeling of oneness and connectivity to all life forms that exist. And when we have that mindset, when this is a higher state of consciousness, we have an understanding how our actions and thoughts and intentions affect others and then in turn affect us. So there's a sense of awareness that goes beyond just our own personal egoic experience. This fourth density consciousness really is a more heightened state. It has a more positive vibration. Energy moves a lot quicker in this state. Love, compassion, forgiveness, connection, all of these are the energetics of fourth density consciousness. And many of us at this point in time are actually living in that more fourth density reality that there are people who have been having the spiritual awakenings and they do see, you know, humanity as a whole and they do have an innate sense of selflessness and care for others. And our ability to take thought and put it into form moves a lot faster. And so people who are living and existing in that fourth density consciousness tend to be really powerful manifestors. They have a sense that we live in an energetic universe and have an understanding of the power of our thoughts and intention and are able to make that work for them. When you're in a third density consciousness, you're, you're still sort of separated from that. You're just seeing yourself from the ego and that this is your own little world that you exist in and you are not related or connected to anybody else, no matter what you do or how you choose, it wouldn't have any effect on everybody outside of your immediate vicinity. So that's fourth density consciousness when we expand out and we realize that we are connected to all things living in the universe. And then beyond that, we go into fifth density. And this is when you get really heightened spiritually. This is when the divine wisdom comes in. So not only do I have the oneness and the connectivity to all things, and I understand my personal cause and effect to the whole, there's also a heightened state of spiritual wisdom that comes in of really knowing how to choose higher and better. Instead of getting hung up on the imbalances that are happening in the world, it's having a higher understanding as to why things may be out of balance, really seeing it from a higher perspective. You know, in fifth density, we can manifest thought into form instantaneously. We can teleport, telekinesis. We're super psychic. Maybe we could even fly. We're very intelligent. As soon as we want to know information about anything, it is right there at our fingertips. There's no sense of time or distance. We can be anywhere at any time in our entire history, past, present, and future, and because we are in such a high state of love and wisdom, all that we are manifesting is really beautiful and bright and good. Because if we did have negative thought forms, if we were in a really murky, dense, self-serving, emotionally distorted reality, our density would not be high enough to exist in fifth density. We would be hovering way down there back in third density where everything moves a lot slower. So... Most of us are living in this third density, as I stated, and some of us are actually existing in fourth density. 
most of the time. Those are, you know, the enlightened, spiritually awoken people who have that level of consciousness and awareness for all other beings. Some of us have been able to tap into fifth density to really understand all that fifth density encompasses, I think is very difficult for our third density and fourth density consciousness to really understand. I think some of us have tasted it for moments. We've had little glimpses into it. And supposedly this is where we're eventually supposed to head as a whole. Now there are other densities above this. And then this is when we get so high into these higher states of consciousness that we become source. We go beyond having awareness of being connected to literally being in the oneness, being in one consciousness. And this would be like source consciousness. So there's technicalities as far as the numbers go and the levels go and what exactly each level encompasses. But that is kind of a generalized idea of how I've heard it described that really resonated with me. And really it goes hand in hand with what Patty said, I, I think. I see dimensions a little bit differently because I, I truly do see them as separate places, sort of like locations. But I see these locations all existing on top of each other. So it's not like you actually have to go somewhere to reach these dimensions. These dimensions are sandwiched on top of each other and they're all coexisting right here, right now. And if I can raise my frequency properly and kind of like dial my tuner to that specific frequency, then I will pop into another dimension, meaning this reality will melt away. And then I will pop into another reality that is set by its own rules and its own aesthetic and its own culture within that dimension. So what might be very obvious as an earth dimension, I might pop into one and it might look like some crystalline palaces with um, very specific pearlescent rainbow colors. And maybe the sky is pink rather than blue. And there are different beings there that are 15 feet tall and they live from a heart-centered telepathic consciousness and everybody knows how to fly. I can speculate all day about what those energetic and metaphysical rules might be in those different dimensions because I've never actually been able to be in any one of those dimensions long enough to retain enough to recite back to you. But I have clearly seen that there are other places that exist with their own buildings, their own artistry, their own culture, their own systems, their own peoples. It's different worlds that I perceive. So I don't know. That's just the way I see it, I guess. I think a lot of what you and I get is just verbiage on how we describe it, mm -hmm. but I don't see things in places. I feel like we manifest our environment. And so depending on what vibrational frequency we are in, that assists us in how well and how instantaneously or what type of environment we manifest ourselves to be in, if that makes sense. So if we were to vibrate at a super, super high vibration, would this reality completely, the one that you're experiencing right now in your house, completely melt away and would it look completely different? Yes. Okay. It's the verbiage that is <laughs> different with us. <laughs> but it is interesting that you, like I've never seen buildings 
in like the fifth dimension or an environment, I pick up on the vibrational frequency of that person. So if you were talking about fairies or earthbound spirits, I see them in a vibrational frequency and then their environment is shifts or manifests accordingly to where they are. I don't see like everybody that's an earthbound spirit lives in this type of surrounding. And I don't see heaven as a place with buildings and what it looks like. So I don't see things as concrete as you do as far as place. Like I said, I feel that we all are one and all those vibrations live in those dimensions, we all live together and the veil is very thin and we have access to that. And if we're living in a third dimensional reality where there's that time lag between thought and manifestation and we can get stuck in our vibration of emotions and thoughts and feelings and what's happening in our physical body, we only know what we know in our third dimensional reality. We don't know what opportunities or possibilities or what magic is out there until we start traveling out of the third dimension and into the fourth dimension and we have visions of that. So that's where, you know, in the third dimensional reality, we are an I am. It's kind of like the third chakra. I am a hard worker, kind, thoughtful, psychotic, you know, whatever you want to do. We're in that ego that I am. Am I valuable? What is my place in this world? How do I fit in? What am I creating? So when we are able to meditate and go into that void or astral travel or have an out-of-body experience and we leave behind all those limitations of the physicality, that's when we travel into another dimensional space. So I don't feel like we are going into another area. I feel like we are allowing ourselves to radiate at a higher frequency, which allows us to be in a better environment or a different environment. The more we work on our psychic abilities, on our intuition, on lucid dreaming, on astral traveling, the more time we get to spend in the fourth dimension, the more we realize what is possible there, what is beyond the limitations of our mind and our ego in the third dimension. And so we get to travel deeper. We get to spend more time in that space. We get to become familiar with that and comfortable with that. And that becomes more of our realm rather than the vibrational consciousness and frequency of the third dimension. And then we also have glimpses of the fifth. So that's how I feel we are all moving. A couple of different thoughts on our frequency shifting. Some believe that the shift from the third into the fourth and fifth started in the 1960s during the love revolution, that that's when things really started to shift for us. Others believe that it started at the end of the Mayan calendar, which I think was 2012, and we're shifting over. So there's been a rapid shift, and we've talked a little bit about the Schumann resonance and how they can map that out, that there has been a shift in consciousness in the planet as a whole, not just in specific individuals. And so the more we start to work in that state of oneness and shift in a state of oneness, the more we will be able to leave the third dimensional reality as a whole, as a, a race, the oneness of everybody that lives here on the earth together. I see it as just that thin veil of vibrational frequency, which allows us to shift into a different consciousness and manifest our environment. Okay. I have a question for you, Jude. Uh So in our earlier podcast, when we were talking about ETs, Mm -hmm. you know, we can see ETs as we are in this 
on the earth, they are up on another planet or in another dimension. And so it's like ETs can come down and visit us or we can astral travel visit them. But the whole concept of them being not in another place, but in another frequency where we can shift our frequency into a place to meet them. Remember we talked about Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. How does that play in with what you're, how you see things in places a little bit more? Well, I definitely see ETs as interdimensional beings. But comparing one ET to another ET is like comparing a fish to a lion. There are so many different kinds of different beings with different consciousness levels. Some are very much like earth consciousness, and some of them are very transcendental, very high vibrational beings. So it's hard to lump them all into one category and try to explain dimensions. One of the ways I might be able to do it is through my experience with the Lemurians. And this is just my perception of it and how I have deciphered how it works. So when we were in Shasta, I started getting these impressions of a city and I would see buildings and structures within their community, meaning I knew that this was a gathering place. This is where they educate their people, you know, there was some sort of construct to their world and their city and how it all worked. And the longer we were there, the more of a clear impression I was getting of these structures where I was beginning to perceive kind of these like holographic imprints of these places within our third dimensional space. But these buildings had clearly their own structure, their own material, their own artistry, And at some point I had come to this realization that there was an entire city and community that was existing in another dimension as I perceived it. And I might've thought I was crazy, but we met people there who said and validated to me that there was a city and a community of beings that existed there that were existing in the fifth dimension. That was the number they gave it, which is a technicality to me. Basically, they exist in a city that is in a different dimension. And because these two dimensions are separate, even though they exist on top of each other, they're separate. So human beings walking down the street would walk right through one of their buildings and them walking around in their city would walk through our buildings because they're out of phase with each other. Now, just because I'm not there experiencing it in the moment, does that mean it doesn't exist unless I pop into it and project my consciousness at it? I I don't agree with that. I think that that exists eternally, always. And because our astral bodies are not limited by our physical bodies, we can go experience those places through meditation and astral projection. And because Lemurians are higher consciousness beings and are tapped into their telepathic powers more, they have the ability to traverse the veil and come visit us, which is what happens most often. They come visit us. We don't really have the ability to pop into their world and go experience their world, but it seems as though they can pop into our world. And I believe that's because they have a higher state of consciousness. They have more access to their abilities. I theorize that if I can raise my consciousness and refine it enough, master it enough, that I would be able to pop not only my consciousness, but my whole physical or the perception of my body 
into their reality and go experience their city and town and community just like I experience what I'm experiencing here in our dimension. And from the earthly dimension, I would just disappear. I would phase out. You wouldn't see me, but I would then be experiencing where they exist. So that is how I see it as being two places set by its own different set of rules. I don't believe it's something that we go travel to. It's in a way how you explained it, a state of consciousness. It's like a different variation of that consciousness because I believe that we can exist in this third dimensional reality and have a fifth density consciousness. I believe that we can tap into that consciousness and maybe some of us have had the privilege of experiencing the full-fledged power of melting away this reality and experiencing a totally different reality and perhaps hold on to that for a few moments, just enough of a taste of it that we know it exists. But the gravity of this third dimensional reality pulls us back down because I believe part of the mission here is that we're all to support each other to move up together. So I don't know if that helps to explain it, but it goes beyond just the Lumerians for me. And I think that's where you and I differ is I see and perceive places that have structures and buildings. And I believe that they already exist. They exist without me being there, without my consciousness contributing to it. I believe that there's probably other beings there that co-create that specific dimension and that I would essentially be a visitor to that dimension if I were able to go there. But I also believe there are dimensions where we can go to that we co-create in, which is where I think we're going in that third, fourth, fifth dimensional transition. So that's a little bit of a deeper explanation, but you know, I can't say for sure. It's very complex. Very interesting. Okay. So to try to simplify and explain this in a little bit of a different way. So if we were to look at, again, the third dimensional space as related to our third chakra, again, that's where ego is. That's where do we, how do we belong here? What's our purpose? Am I a valuable part of my society? What does that even mean? And then if we travel from that space into the fourth dimension and we were to go into our fourth chakra, our heart space, that's that delicate bridge between the physical and the spiritual, where we are finding balance between the two. We're living a physical experience, but we are tapping into spirit. We are meditating. We are doing our work so that we have spiritual guidance and we have a guide system that assists us. And it just brings more depth and magic into the world and it helps free us a little bit from our third dimensional space. So that's from the third chakra to the fourth chakra. And then if we go from the fourth into the fifth chakra, just like the fourth dimensional space into the fifth dimensional space, we're going from any type of connection with the physical reality, the third reality, into a total state of, of spirit. And in the fifth dimension, as Jude was saying earlier, that's where we go from thought to instant manifestation where we get to leave behind the burdens of our physical body, of um, the limitations and the blockages from thoughts and feelings and emotions. So what we're doing, and that's why a lot of people talk about jumping from the third into the fifth. And I really believe that we are working hard to get from the third more into the fourth with glimpses of the fifth is because 
we know how sensitive our heart chakra is and that balance between the physical and the spiritual. So I feel like we really need to all be in that heart space in that fourth dimensional space a little bit longer before we're ready to jump out of all the constraints of time. There's a huge jump from the fourth to the fifth, uh, you know, living a spiritual existence and letting go of ego, living as one, loving our brothers, being non-judgmental, um, you know, living in the vibration of, of love, is amazing. But jumping from that into totally losing all aspects of time is a huge jump in my book. So I am a believer that we're working really hard to go from the third to the fourth, and then we're going to have glimpses of the fifth. And then moving from the fourth into the fifth is something that I feel like we as humans have a lot of work to do before we can get there. I love the way you just broke that down. And that is exactly how I feel. When I first heard about us popping into this fifth dimensional existence, I was like, well, what happened to the fourth? <laughs> What's the fourth? <laughs> optimistic people are optimistic. <laughs> but I have to agree with you because I do feel like, as you said, the a great way to compare it is living from the heart center and being more in a state of love and compassion and forgiveness and awareness and connectiveness to others. I also think that the heart chakra is a bridge between our physical reality and our spiritual reality. So I feel like many of us are already living in a fourth dimensional existence. And sometimes we can get dragged down into that third. And sometimes we can get elevated up into that fifth, as you said, like a glimpse into what fifth dimensional reality could look like. I agree, Jude. And right now in the world, we are so divided. There's such a sense of duality. There are those that are holding on to dear life to that third dimension that you know, are putting money before the health of our environment and the health of the earth that we are leaving our children. And there are people that just cannot let go of that, that need that to feel stable. And then there's a, another whole, another section of people that are wanting to let go of that, wanting to move into that heart chakra, that place of love and wholeness and oneness. So right now I feel like we are witnessing a war and a battle between the third and the fourth dimensional spaces right now. And that's showing up politically and with what's happening in our country. And I feel that the COVID virus is a big part of this, that it's forcing us all to take a little bit of time out and decide where we're going to go and what we want to do with our lives and how we are going to help this world shift. We need to move into a state of oneness. And this is a virus that's affecting the entire world. It's making it really clear on how much we affect one another and how this is a global issue. So this is helping us all tap into that oneness, letting go of even our ego of our own country and, and what we stand for in comparison to everybody else on the planet. We're in this war right now between the third and the fourth, and it's manifesting in a lot of ways on this physical plane. Do you agree with that, Jude? I totally agree with that. So that's the high point of it. The low point of it being you know, the fear and lowering our vibration when we get into more of those negative feelings and those being kind of like the sandbags that are weighing down the air balloon of our ascension. And so I do see it as a war, like a tug of war between these lower vibrations and higher vibrations. And I feel like there's so many of us that are trying to transcend up into this higher state, but there's things in our reality that are constantly trying to pull our consciousness down into a fear state to keep everything oppressed and lower and keeping us in that third dimensional reality. I have a question for you that's kind of fun, Patty. 
if we were to transcend beyond fourth dimension into fifth dimensional reality, what do you perceive that reality to look like? Have you had any insights or any visions of what that might be? Oh, that's a fun question. First of all, I'd like to say that I love your air balloon metaphor, the the sandbags. That's awesome. Okay. So I believe that in a fifth dimensional reality, we will be hanging out with all kinds of multidimensional beings, you know, ETs, gods, goddesses, demigods. We will um, be healing each other and healing ourselves and dealing with all types of new healing modalities in a totally different way. There will be an end to poverty and war. We will live in a global society as one. We will have love and respect for our planet, for our animal kingdom, for our plant kingdom. We will be in a state of love and compassion and oneness and environmentally we will care about our environment and we will have new technologies that don't harm our environment and we will prioritize those types of things. It'll be nirvana. It'll be the perfect world because we will all be vibrational beings and we won't be hung up with ego or greed or any of those third dimensional limitations and we can just expand as much as we want to and assist each other in that. For those of us that are playing a little bit more in the fourth dimension, it's kind of like we have to hold the lantern for other people. And if you think of that, you know, that one meditation or that five minutes of meditation where you were able to go into the void or astral travel or just leave the third dimension and how amazing that felt. Imagine living 24 seven in that world. It, you know, it just kind of gives me goosebumps. So in my opinion, how we can help assist the shift is to trust and better develop our own intuition and our psychic abilities to travel into higher dimensional spaces and higher vibrations as much as we can. And again, that may be through meditation, astral travel, lucid dreaming, out-of-body experiences, yoga, dancing, whatever puts you in that higher space, the more you tap into that, the more it will imprint on you, the easier it will be to access that in the future. The more we utilize these fourth dimensional energies, the more we will be able to bring them into our everyday life and feel that more. And again, we are the light for the dark. And sometimes we have to hold space for those people that aren't able to shift up and that can be kind of exhausting and you have to monitor that a lot. But if we're going to live in a state of oneness, we can't just jump ahead and leave everybody behind. We have to do our best to be a role model, to talk about this, to have these conversations with people, to enlighten other people and to just be in the highest frequency we can possibly sustain. So while we're, we're working with the third, fourth, and fifth dimensional spaces, I just wanted to mention real quick the sixth and seventh. So the sixth dimensional space is the spirit realm. That's where all that is, is it's the space of archangels, ascended masters. That's where Jesus, Kuan Yin, Buddha, Isis, that's where all of those cool people hang out. And this is where we have access to all timelines. All of our incarnations come together. We have all of that wisdom. Um, It's just a universal mindset and a oneness. And then when we move into the seventh dimension, that is the place of, you believe in the creator, that's the place of the creator or creation, source, love, you know, whatever word works for you. That's the ultimate space, the highest vibrational frequency. I love it. As we stated before, there's so many different schools of thought as to how we break up dimensions and 
one example that we gave today is about the dimensions one through seven. And in a way, we could almost say there's probably infinite dimensions between each one of those dimensions. And yeah. <laughs> we could label it whatever labels we want to label it. I think what it essentially comes down to is the quality of the vibration. I don't have a specific way as far as naming dimensions or like what dimension specific entities are from, but depending on who I'm speaking to when I'm doing readings for people, I sometimes try to explain to the people I'm reading that this entity or this being is from a very, very, very high dimension. You know, when I'm speaking with earthbound spirits, I feel like that's in a much lower vibration. And then when I'm speaking to maybe like fairy-like energies, that's maybe in a little bit higher of a dimension than ETs would depending on the ET would be in a higher dimension and then deities and gods and goddesses and then angelics. And I feel like the higher and the more pure and more elevated the spiritual consciousness of the being is, the higher dimension I perceive them being in. So if you have had a reading from me or plan to have a reading from me in the future, maybe take note of that. That's kind of how I break it down. I love that. And I'm right there with you, Jude. I rarely list a number of a dimension where I'm picking up on entities. And for those of you that are listening to, we felt it was important to talk about this today because there's so much chatter about moving from the third into the fifth dimension, et cetera, that we wanted everybody to have a general understanding of what that is. But don't get too caught up in the details. If you're confused, just don't worry about it because, you know, again, we as humans in this third dimensional space, we need a guideline. We need everything laid out for us. We need a map. We need a number, a level. We have to look at things linearly a lot to be able to wrap our head around things. And I truly believe that this is a humanistic way of trying to have a better understanding of what is not linear. So again, like Jude said, just go with the feeling, go with the vibration, and you'll be able to tell when you're moving into a higher vibration and when you go somewhere higher, even from there, instead of worrying about the details. But it's nice to keep up on the, the lingo. All right. So I believe that that is a wrap up on the third, fourth, and fifth dimensional spaces. And I hope we didn't confuse you too much. And I hope that you'll be able to utilize that information and come up with your own hypothesis of what that means and how to use that information. And then moving on to some of the more third dimensional things that are going on, we had a really lovely comment about our podcast, but at the end they said, and how the hell do I book a reading? A good place to start to get any information on Jude's website, my website, our um, schedulers, is just to go to spiritspeakerspodcast.com, and it's all laid out right there. Now, the other thing we wanted to discuss is that if you've booked or if you've gotten on, you may notice that we are booked out quite a ways right now, and there are a lot of people that are kind of dismayed or disgruntled or frustrated about this. And I am a true believer in divine timing. You know, I've had a couple of readings where the people have said, wow, I had to wait, you know, five months to see you, but I'm really glad I did because what's happening right now is totally different than what was going on if I would have gotten in in a week. And I really feel like this is more important. So try to trust in divine timing. You know, I hope that you'll feel that it's worth the wait and we would love to do a reading for you. So just try to be patient and please go ahead and book. For me, my waiting time is seemingly getting longer and longer. And I just 
would like to share, and I, I think I can speak for Patty, is we have been doing this long enough that we have carefully balanced what we are able to schedule in and what we need in order to do our normal everyday day-to-day things. So you maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I try. I really try to keep everything balanced because I feel like there's a tipping point with this work where, you know, I can get really burned out. And as much as I really want to fit people in, especially people I've already worked with, because we have a relationship, it's getting more and more difficult for me to do that. And I'm pretty sure it's getting more and more difficult for you, Patty, to also squeeze people in early. As far as I go, if you do book with me and it's months ahead, know that if that time comes and you don't want that reading anymore or that session anymore, know that you can always cancel it. And once you've actually booked with me and you have an appointment in the schedule, if it is an emergency, I am willing to put people on a cancellation list, but you'd have to be booked first. So I just wanted to put that out there. So you kind of have an idea of how it works on my end. Outside of that, Patty and I have a chakra exploration class coming up after the new year, and there's still time to sign up. We still have some spots available for people if you're interested. Patty, do you want to explain a little bit more about what the class format's going to be? Sure. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to go through each of the chakras one at a time, one each class, and then we will weave in some extra things with that. For instance, when we are working on the root chakra, we'll talk about grounding. On the third chakra, we'll talk about manifesting. You know, we, we're going to talk about spirit guides. We're going to add in things that go along with each of those chakras, not only stick to the information specifically for the chakras. And again, Jude and I see things a little bit differently and get things in a little bit of a different way. So I'm thinking it's going to be really fun and interesting and um, well-rounded. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Actually the easiest way for anybody who's interested in taking the course, if you go to spiritspeakerspodcast.com, there is a page on there that will give you the breakdown of the class, the dates, and any information you need and a link to actually sign up for the course. So that would be the easiest way. Yeah. So the course does start January 7th of 2021, and it will be on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you are not able to make the actual live class, we will have recordings for those of you who signed up so you can tune in and chime in in your own time. So it is not limited if you, for some reason, don't have that opening in your schedule. Yes. And the, the guided meditations and the sound healings will be available throughout the entire course so that you can utilize them as often as you like as well. As always, thank you for chiming in with us and tuning in and Thank you for those of you who have made appointments with us. It's been so fun getting to know all different kinds of people with all different kinds of unique energies. It's been a real joy meeting all of you, the listeners. And I've noticed a bit of a pattern. We kind of have a a certain kind of spiritual tribe of people, of really elevated conscious beings. And it's just been awesome. It really has been working with people who are tuned in and are working on themselves and encouraging for us to know how much this podcast has been helping you all. Cheers to that, Jude. Okay. Until next time. Aloha. Take care.